Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about the merits and pitfalls of diversification. We've all heard about the benefits of diversification. You might have heard a family member preach about it. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. On the other hand, if your eggs are in one basket and guarded really well, then you may have a greater amount of control over your investments. I had an in-depth conversation with an investor this week who'd made the decision to diversify his holdings across nine assets, many of them in separate geographies. All of a sudden, within a short period of time, several of them were underperforming at the same time. Diversification was supposed to protect him against that. I'm a big believer in diversification, but only as a secondary strategy. It's a lower priority than making sure that you've got a critical mass of management, on your current asset under the watchful eye of a competent management team. Another investor I know quite well purchased multiple properties at the very peak of the downturn. They were all bargains. This was back in 2011. But here too, they were spread across multiple markets. It wasn't long before all five properties were performing poorly. Eventually, it took Hurricane Sandy to hit New York City and Atlantic City to create a success. Atlantic City was so impacted by the hurricane that suddenly her property, which was undamaged, came into high demand. So it took the random act of a hurricane to make her project successful. That's not the method I advocate. By contrast, I've always believed in concentration of assets until you achieve optimum performance. The key item in the success of a property is never the property. It's the management of the property. And all too often I see investors focus on the physical asset. I can tell you from first-hand experience that my worst investment experiences were bargains that were mismanaged. Management quality trumps assets every single time. It trumps purchase price almost every single time. If you own rental property, even if you have it professionally managed, you'll need to get the attention of your property manager. The relationship you have with your property manager is a critically important relationship. I like to talk with my property managers every week sometimes multiple times a week. But if you only have one or two units with that property manager, that frequency of communication is going to be burdensome to the property manager. They're going to look at you like a nuisance. I believe that the ideal ratio of units to property managers is somewhere between 75 to 1 and 150 to 1. It's somewhere in that range, depending on the geography, depending on the type of asset. So let's say you have 75 units with a property manager, then it's perfectly acceptable and appropriate to speak with them once a week. You can focus your energies and your attention on that single asset, and you can focus your energies on that management relationship. 75 units starts to look like critical mass. Once you grow beyond a single multifamily property into a larger number of units, only then should you consider diversifying. For example, when we went into the Philadelphia market, my partners and I made the decision to purchase a large number of properties within a small radius of each other. If you've been listening to this show for a while, you've probably heard about our strategy called buy on the line, move the line. So what is that line? We're talking about the dividing line between the hot neighborhood that's filled with coffee shops and art galleries, and you go two blocks too far, and gosh, you're in the hood. Virtually every city in America has that circumstance. Now, if you redevelop that line by purchasing just on the wrong side of the line, now the line is on the other side of your property. But if you redevelop only one or two properties, Nobody cares, nobody notices. If you redevelop 5 or 10 or 20, then the marketplace says, oh, I get it, the line has moved. You've got to put some scale behind it. 
and that requires concentration of assets, not just diversification. We did the same thing in Chicago. We purchased a couple of buildings on a block that was highly, highly distressed. Over a period of time, we ended up purchasing four buildings on that block, and in so doing, improved the character of the entire block. It became safer, the properties were clean and well kept, the change in our properties put pressure on the other landlords on the block to improve and match our level of curb appeal and maintenance. Here too, concentration of assets was critical to improving the value of the properties. Individually, if the four buildings had been spread across the city, it would have been more difficult and costly to manage and they would not have helped each other from a value perspective. By focusing the assets to achieve a critical mass, you lower the cost of management for all the properties and you improve the quality of the management. If you look at much of how real wealth has been created in the world, there has been very little diversification. I mean, think about it. The Zuckerberg family is focused firmly on Facebook. If they divided their time and attention between Facebook, real estate, oil and gas, and restaurants, they'd be nowhere close to having accomplished what they have. Diversification is important, but it's a distant second in importance to having a business properly managed. As you think about that, Focus on the quality of management of your business first and diversification second. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.